When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Hello and welcome to episode 74 of Padarone! Yeah, I'm uh, standing here on the top of a hill in, near Limavady, just outside Limavady, which is up near Derry. Derry? It's a beautiful evening. There's uh, a view to my f- front, which is down a kind of a boggy hill where there's bl- uh, black cattle grazing. Right across a kind of a valley and up the other side there's all these windmills. W- winding. What the f- You know, turning. And that's straight ahead of me. To my left there's a more kind of mountains. And uh, there was a little bit of a rainbow there. There's lots of hawthorn trees that are in blossom. Lots of white flowers on the hawthorn hawthorn trees. And to my right, I can see the sea. The sun is about to set any moment. The clouds are colours of blue, grey, orange. And... um, Let's leave it at that. Blue, grey and orange. That's good enough. So uh, in this episode I'm going to be talking to uh, Owen from a band called Seskin Lane. But I mean Seskin Lane are mostly Owen. But he's going to play a song, have a chat. And uh, also I have to tell you because I'm up here in a place called the Cady Clacken. The Cady Clacken. The mountain or hill behind me is called Cady Hill or mountain. And uh, a clacken is... is an old house that was built over a hundred years ago by um, by a peasant to live in. So kind of a poor person, peasant's house. It's a clacking. And then right beside me right now is my daughter, Duanna, and she's on a swing, swinging back and forth, quite high up off the ground. I had to lift her onto the swing. It's uh, on a branch of an ash tree, hanging from a branch of an ash tree. Hopefully a really sturdy, good branch that never breaks. All right, Duana. Duana, I'm going to uh, talk to you now. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> See, Duana's swinging back and forth, so I... So she's going to come towards me now. <laughs> and are you having a good time? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Duana, you're coming with me to uh, Glastonbury as well. Yeah. In about a month's time. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it? 
Yeah. Of course you're looking forward to it. Any bands you particularly want to see? No. <laughs> no. So. What? I haven't checked yet. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know it was going, so I'm not prepared. <laughs> yeah, you're coming, and so is uh, so is my son, Denny. After he does the leaving cert. Uh, so I'm going to be going into this Katie Clacken, and uh, uh, also all around here there's uh, animals. There's a, a turkey called Cracker. There's a dog, a sheepdog called Tinker. There's a goat called Billy, of course. And there's three... Uh, what the fuck are those birds called again? Three... Uh, Speckledy, speckledy hens or something. And there's a rooster that lives in the house. Uh, and that's the Katie Clacken. I might have a chat with the Joan and Mickey who uh, run and own the place later. And we're going to have a little bit of music from Denny Bonet, who I talked to on a couple of episodes ago. <laughs> she's from New York. She's came over to Ireland and uh, she plays the fiddle. And uh, I managed to get her a couple of gigs one of them is this one. So I'm going to head in there. and uh, But in the meantime, have a listen to Owen. And he's going to sing a song. And then we're going to have a chat. And uh, I'll talk to you later. And uh, hope you enjoy this episode of Padaronai. Joanna, do you want to say something? Anything. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Beside you 
Watch the words dance through the air This place you face an empty stare Contained within an opened mind Words they all got left behind So here I am, familiar face Occupying light and space Remember me without the words I never forget a face No, I never forget a face But I probably forget your name No, I never forget a face But I probably forget your faster So you're from Thurless. You're in a band called The Rumours, is that correct? Or yeah, I was, I was in a band called The Rumours, actually. That's probably up on the... That's kind of where Siskin Lane came from. Yeah. Was um, a couple of members of The Rumours just ta- going on a tangent and mm. trying something different. Yeah. See, but it actually all began, really, Siskin Lane started when I was working as a carpenter. And my boss said to me one day, there's no more work there. Yeah, you know he 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 didn't even have enough work for himself to keep on going. Yeah, and he was more upset than I was. Yeah, but I was ha- I was kind of I was upset that I wasn't going to be working with him anymore because yeah. we had a great crack. But um, but I was kind of happy, looking forward to something else. And when he gave me a few pounds finishing up, I decided to go book a studio mm. and record an album. Not that album though; it was a, a different album. Yeah, but uh. And that's how Seskin Lane started. That's how Seskin Lane started, yeah. And and you see that it wasn't it wasn't even a band. It was just I asked a couple of friends that were in a band I was in previous called Rumours. Would they give a hand? My my original intention was to go into the studio yeah. on my own and have fun on my own. But then I started listening to Nirvana again. <laughs> yeah. And I hadn't listened to Nirvana in a couple of years, so I started listening to Nirvana again. And I was like, no, I need. I need some fucking really heavy drumming here. And my friend James Field, a neighbour of mine, gave me a hand. And he he wouldn't be just a good musician, he'd, just, he'd be a good pr- producing head in them as well. Mm. So I knew that they'd turn into good songs. Like, instead of me just playing it on acoustic guitar mm. or on a piano, it would have a band feeling. And then there's another friend of ours, Nigel Grace, mm. Robbie's brother, actually. Mm. He's a, a fantastic bass player, you know, even mm. though he's not really interested in playing the bass yeah but he he just very like paul mccartney kind of mm. beautiful melody in his bass playing you know yeah yeah but that w- that's a long time ago now that the lads have since done that they, that wasn't even a band it was just a case of i wanted to a band in the studio instead yeah. of just me because mm-hmm. of not listening to nirvana right okay. <laughs> that's where i went on that tangent is like yeah, yeah. well it I get this really great production, like tight sound off. You know, it is really. Yeah. Well, Martin okay. Quinn actually in in Jam Studios in Kells is. Mm. He's very he's very, 
he's excellent actually just a brilliant knowledge of mm. of music you know and he was great at helping producing it mm. you know i'd have i'd have a lot of it done myself before i get in but that first album i wrote a lot of the lyrics in the studio oh yeah at lunchtime right <laughs> well well Everyone else is eating their lunch. I'm writing down lyrics. Like, right. You know. So you'd de- definitely then come up with a melody and uh, the whole, maybe the, the <coughs> yeah, whole the the structure of the song, even before lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. We said they said the song actually. Some of the songs have the original, the first words that came out of my mouth. Yeah. Because I just thought, even though it doesn't make fucking sense at all. Sorry, my old curse actually. You are allowed curse. Yeah. You're allowed um, fucking curse. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, like the, there's one song called Think Happy Thoughts and it it's goes got a second soul I got a little rhythm yeah that's the first thing that ever came out of my mouth and I liked it and I wanted it, I wanted something more clever but I, I thought I just thought it sounded so good that mm-hmm. I didn't want to change it and there's a lot of songs like that yeah like the Never Forget a Face Probably Forget Your Name yeah. that was the first thing that came out of my mouth and luckily enough I just I liked the idea of it because yeah, yeah. it's true, it's actually kind of true with me. Is I forget people's names and I'm I'm the same. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not all the time, but you know what I mean. It's it's it's. Well, can I, happen, you I know? used to think uh, I used to think um, if I rem- if I start remembering your name, that means I actually you're your friend then. <laughs> Until I can't, well, if I can't remember your name, then you're you're not that important to me. So what's the point in trying <laughs> to remember? <laughs> So I used to make an effort, but now, now nowadays you have to kind of just to be professional with people. People remember their name. Yeah, but, but I, you I, can look I, it up now anyway on Facebook. So it doesn't yeah, matter. that's the thing, and you know their birthday as well. Yeah, yeah. But the thing yeah. is, no, I have a good strategy. I have a good way of getting around not knowing someone's name. I'm very good yeah. at that. I've become very good at that, Joe. Yeah. If you don't know someone's name, there's a way around it. You just wait for someone else to call that person by their name. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then you don't want to overdo it. Then you don't want to go. When you find out their name, then you don't want yeah. to overdo it. You don't want to keep saying their name, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, because then they're yeah. just. How are you, Joe? Jesus, Joe, it's a lovely day, isn't it, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <No>. <laughs> After spending like 10 minutes talking to them and not mentioning their name <laughs> once. Yeah, yeah. Then it's a bit obvious you're trying to remember their name. <laughs> mm. uh, uh, so do you, were, you were writing songs anyway. Like as part, it's just something you did, obviously, because you had all those songs written before. Yeah, I've been doing it since I was two years of age, I'd say. Really? Not not like writing down songs, but I've just been in the fucking world of my own, basically. Yeah. And I don't know how I have friends and stuff, because I'm not in that, my head is in a different place all the time. Yeah. I I pull it off, having a social life. Yeah, yeah, did yeah, you? I pulled it off, yeah. Oh, you because pulled it off, sorry, yeah, eventually. <laughs> because because eventually. of the school, I was, just, I was just writing down album tracks on the back of my copybook and designing album covers. Yeah, album and tracks that you you were making No, up. they weren't even songs that yet. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. Tit- they were just titles and yeah, the name yeah, names yeah. of albums. Yeah. And, you know, who produced it. Yeah. There was no producer, but, you know, I'd give it a fancy name, like, you know, David Crosby produced it or something like that. You know? Right, yeah. <laughs> produced by, and this is all the, all, all the backs of my copy books. And really, yeah. And what, what about melody? Was, were, were you getting melodies in your head? Yeah, melody. Actually, my grandmother was playing the piano around, and she does a piano in the house. Mm-hmm. And there's, my mother and father are great. There's always instruments around, left around. Mm-hmm. And all right. Just the freedom. I had a lot of freedom as well as a child, you know. Mm. 
and my grandmother playing and all lovely songs and there's a record player in the sitting room and I used to go in and put on Abba Gold and The Carpenters. Jesus. And the, I, the, I, I think that's what gave me a start in melody anyway. Well, all, them, all them harmonies and uh, Abba, incredible, and yeah, the Carpenters, Karen Carpenter's voice as well is pure. It's pure. Yeah, it's class now. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you know that um, rainy days and Mondays? Yeah, and only yesterday. Do you remember yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant song. Absolutely brilliant. That, that's probably where it all started, along with my grandmother playing. Do you ever hear of Percy French? Yeah, I've heard of Percy French. No, like, are you right uh, there, Michael? You're right there, Michael, are you right? Yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah. that kind of stuff. And then yeah. there's she'll be, be playing trad tunes as well on the piano, like The Boys of Blue Hill. Did you, know that? Did you ever hear that tune? I don't know that one. Oh, it's a gorgeous tune. But there's just a lot of melody around me. Yeah. And I responded Percy to French. it. Percy French. Go by Merchant Durkin as well. Yeah. That's, uh, that's Percy French. But and uh, I, and uh, I, and I, do you know, I there's just a lot of melody around me mm. growing up and... Suppose that's how it happened. Right, yeah, and then. Plus, I was a, I'm, I'm in a world of my own all the time, anyway. Yeah. So I, I, I make sure I have enough time to experiment. Right, yeah. With melodies. Well, it's know? great that you got that you were allowed to be like that, you know. Sure, you're probably the same. You probably had some outlet of freedom to. Um, yeah, well, I grew up in a farm out in uh, Mead first and then Clare, uh, and yeah, I spent a lot of time on my own. Ju- summer holidays, I was on my own a lot, walking around the fields. The yeah. only audience I had were herd of cows, really. <laughs> they, were good though. Really. they were very interested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but Jeez, he, uh, there's nothing better than the farm, though. I, I grew up in yeah. the farm. So I'm on a, still on the fucking farm. They can't get rid of me, sure, out of the farm. All right, yeah, yeah. I'm still there. <laughs> right, okay. My yeah. father woke me up, actually, there last week. We had there's a cow calving at three o'clock in the morning alright yeah and we found out there was fucking two calves inside in the cow <laughs> yeah yeah so we two fucking calves pulled out of the cow so that's that's the kind of life so I would have had so you're living that life now are you yeah that's what you're doing yeah because I remember right, I was woking up one time to, to help calve a cow at four in the morning and we couldn't do it we had a rope tied around the the uh, calves feet and, yeah the uh, jack didn't uh, we didn't have that no it was just us pulling her up and uh, strong fight we couldn't, we couldn't get him out so uh, my father went off to get a neighbour and while he was gone I was just meant to hold the rope but uh, yeah. I managed to fucking do it on my own with my own uh, uh, midwifery skills and uh, <laughs> I was there was the proudest moment of my life Isn't when, it? when Isn't he it went he, he came back with the, with the neighbour and, and I was there going there you <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah. What I think is brilliant is my father woke me up out of bed and I was like, in my head, I was like, fuck's sake. But then when you see the calves see coming you, out, yeah, yeah. Your, your, your attitude just changes. Like. Yeah, yeah. No, it's brilliant. And then the cow all, uh, all over, licking it and all that. Licking the afterbirth off and all that. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Yummy. Yummy afterbirth. <laughs> Sorry, I'm <laughs> drinking there. Um... Uh, well, I d- uh, what was I going to say there? <laughs> but so were your were your parents uh, musicians then, and your grandmother a musician? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, was, or were they well, like they're, they're, they had a great interest in music? My parents, you know, mm. they I'm sure they'd be well able to play, but they never they'd be more workers and yeah. har- hard workers than yeah, well, like a dosser like me. Right, I'm just a fucking dosser. Mm-hmm. So and they're hard working people. Right, to provide for my ability to <laughs> doss off. Yeah. That's very nice of them. <laughs> <laughs> very nice of me too. Yeah, yeah. So accommodate that kind of lifestyle. Uh, and uh, can you remember the first uh, 
record that you bought then? I don't know what age you are, because maybe they weren't records, CDs. Oh, or a, t- a cassette tape. Cassette tape, right. I bought, um, what did I buy? 1977 was it, by Ash. Ash, was it? I think, at a, at yes. a car boot sale. Uh, it was a fake one. Oh, was it? Yeah. But it was fucking, the, it worked perfectly, yeah. Right, right, yeah. But I, no, I like... A bootleg. They, they had some good songs now. But it They're was touring the o- that album now. But it was the only one that was there, though. Okay, <laughs> it's the only tape? That would have... T- yeah, there was the only... There was, the only t- uh, there was uh, CDs there as well, but... I liked the look, the look of the cover, and I just a couple yeah. of... St- there was a gold... F- what was the name of the song? Gold... Finger? No. There was a fucking... There, um, there was a great song on, on the album, and then there's like... Girl from Mars, I thought it was a good No, that's well. brilliant. Yeah, what is that fucking song? Anyway, yeah, gold something. And uh, they're touring that out. That's 30 years old, that album now. Yeah. They're, they're touring that album at the minute. Yeah, so that was... Uh, I think that was the first tape I bought. But there was a lot of stuff... There was a lot of records at home anyway. I didn't really need to go out buying... C- CDs then, when I got to CDs, it was Oasis. Oh, was it? All was fucking Oasis. I just couldn't stop buying Oasis stuff. Mm. And I liked, I actually liked Blur as well, though. Yeah, yeah. I was one, Blur, of, the few, I was one of the few people that liked Blur like, as well as Oasis. Ah, uh, yeah. No. But yeah, you're supposed to pick one, but, you know, Blur no, are good, like, right, yeah, I yeah. Pick one, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, I, and then, Norva- actually, Norvana, my brother had loads of tapes as well, you see. My mm. brother five years older than me, and he, and I was listening to Nevermind when I was nine, like, on Jeez, cassette tape. That's, that's good. Well, it's probably not good for. I mean, it's the stuff he was thinking about for my nine-year-old brain. You might not know. Which I did know. That was the weird. Did thing. you? I knew what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Jesus, Kurt, come on now. <laughs> fucking, there's great music being made here now. You don't have to be that upset about. It. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I don't know. I was playing. I was playing uh, the Pixies to my son when he was five and he loved them yeah uh on the way to the crash he used to put on the pixies class and uh oh he's four then maybe yeah, yeah that's fucking and, that's and a he good loved idea. them and now he's he's in a he's got his own band cool yeah so is he playing around he's doing the living now but he is in a band he's playing bass with them he, he, he is a guitarist <laughs> really but he's playing bass with this band and he's written a few songs with them uh, Lovely. but he writes his own stuff as well separately and uh, a lot <laughs> he has he has side projects. It's funny that you know, like because you know you read about uh, big stars having bringing out a side project album. Yeah. You know, but it's where they he's still in school and he's already getting a side <laughs> project. <laughs> I love this kid. Just <laughs> yeah. if he's time to come in and play a tune with us in Wheelands now on the sixteenth of. June. All oh, right. Oh, in the middle of the leaving. I fucked that. <laughs> yeah. I was hungover going into the leaving cert, Joe. Were you? <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. I mean, it's hard. To, yeah. Fuck it. Uh, but uh, I'll time to come in. But now you're. The, yeah. No, I'm the dad now. You know, I'm supposed yeah, to be. You're yeah. not supposed to say yeah. things like that. No. no. Yeah. I used to have my my son used to listen to David Bowie. Yeah. When he was two. So I know what you're talking about. It, it doesn't really matter. And Pink Floyd. Well, some kids are just into music and some aren't. My daughter is not particularly... She is a bit, but it, 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 when she was a little toddler, she had no interest. But some kids, just from the moment they're born, they're just... Yeah, they're just beating away and they're, they're drumming yeah. on their legs or something, yeah. Yeah, they're just into it. 
And he was coming up with tunes, lying in bed, coming up with tunes when he was two or three. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Class. just in his head, like he didn't know how to play an instrument or anything. But yeah, it was definitely in him. Mind you, I did put a speaker up to his mother's belly when he was in the womb as well <laughs> with some divine comedy on it or something. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah, come here. Are divine comedy still gigging away, are they? Yeah, they were touring there uh, last year, definitely. Yeah. But the new, uh, there was a new album out. Jeez, yeah, he's, some, he's some really good songs, Neil Hennon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, you know, you, you kind of forget that some lads are around because they're probably just work doing, they're always working. Yeah. And they might be in a different country for a long time and you mightn't have heard them for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't push themselves either. They're just working musicians. That's uh, what he is. Yeah, see, see, it seems like he's kind of one of them lads that... I'd say he's constantly writing and recording. Yeah. I think he's he's that kind of fella. I was out with his, interviewed his uh, girlfriend or wife or whatever. What's her name? She's a singer. Sing, oh, Cathy Davies. Cathy Davies, yeah. Is that who it is? Yeah. Uh, She's of, very good. Out of the house that they have. Actually, Cathy, that just, just reminds me, about, I remember a friend of mine, he asked me, he'd, he kind of asked these questions sometimes, but what's the best song of such and such time? Mm. Go kind of like that, you know, a random yeah. thing like that. And he asked me, "What's the best? What's the best song of Irish song in the last ten years?" Go, and just the first thing that came about was "Sing for Your Supper" by Cathy Davis. Yeah, right. Yeah, oh, I, th- I just thought it's an amazing song. Like, yeah, it's pretty. Our, our little red is really good as well. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Check. No, some, she has some good stuff. And she's it. a nice girl. Like she's is she? Yeah, yeah. She, you know, she's dead on. Which is, you know, I mean, some people are brilliant, but they're. Wankers, but she isn't. <laughs> <laughs> but she, I'm just saying she's dead on. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she's not a wanker. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so then uh, you brought? Did you bring out? You brought out that first album, and then uh, the, this the album that you've given me. That's the second album. The second that, one. But that's that, where that's where I got back to my original plan. Right, right. Where right. I went into the studio on my own. Yeah. And played everything. And have, had everything written. Right. I had everything written when I got in there this time. Yeah. I had everything written the first time except for the lyrics. Yeah. But this time I had everything ready to go because I knew how much it cost. And I started to get clever with, right. with my budgeting. And I just, I don't know, I would like, there was no band. Like, it was, I never had a name. An aim. Mm. But um, other than just, just to hear these things that were in my head. Mm. On a CD, I, I just I was what I was attracted to, mm. but then I had friends that were like, "Do you know what? Jeez, I I'll, I'll play that live with you, and if you're up for that." And just my friend Robbie is sitting there actually. The first time a band played these albums mm. live was um, in Whelan's. He just booked Whelan's for the crack. Yeah, and would say my son's mother was actually talking about going to Haiti to do charity work. Yeah. And I said, sure, fuck it. I mean, we'll do a night in 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 Whelan's and we'll try and raise a few pounds for it. Yeah. So it was a night for Haiti, and Robbie was like, "Well, what the fuck? Is they're, look, they're looking for a name for the band, like to put on the poster." And I just said to him, "Sure, put down whatever you want, like." Yeah. And then I, I I don't remember exactly what happened. Do you remember exactly what happened, Robbie? Was it? And then I came along, and there and there was Cisco name really? on the poster. Yeah. That's how the name came about. Yeah. Even though pe- some people, they probably don't know what the fuck Seskin Lane is. What is Seskin Lane? <laughs> <laughs> See how I set up that question yeah, there, yeah, yeah. But uh, Seskin is, is where I'm from. Yeah. It's uh, 
it's Sheskeen is the Irish. It means wetland. All right. See, the bottom of our farm is kind of a, a moorland, you know. Yeah. There's a stream down there. That, and it's a well, a well actually, mm. we say a couple of hundred years ago, a lot of the, the town used to come out to that well to draw their water. All right, yeah. Yeah. So there's kind of an interesting side to it there mm. in my head, but that doesn't make a difference to anyone else. Like, But then the laneway is called, just people call it Seskin Lane. Mm. But Seskin is, oh, there's only two houses in Seskin. Mm. Us and our neighbours, the Collinses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they, they we're the only people living in Seskin. Right. But it, it took the name, people call it Seskin Lane, which is the the road. It's a it's a yeah. it's a, an open road. Obviously, there's lots of houses there, but right. there's two farms in Seskin. Wow, that's a good story. And if you ever do a breakaway group, you could call them the Collinses. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Things are going like you're, so. You've another wheelings coming up now. Yeah, That's we're, we're, we're yeah. trying to book a few of our own gigs where we're going to be playing our own stuff because mm. you know it's obviously you know yourself. It's not it's not easy to get gigs together. Yeah, well, I, I, I book all my own gigs now. So yeah, uh, in a way that's kind of good. I mean, you have a bit. No, it's excellent. It, like. What's good about uh, the social media and all that is that you can do that and and promote yourself. Well, social media is brilliant. Uh, that for, for way. That. But you have to be a bit more creative than just putting up a fucking events page, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which a lot of people yeah. do. But, um, going, but you, interested. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but you can do that, I think. You know, if you oh, like that's yeah. the best thing about the internet is that you can promote yourself. Yeah. Without interference from anyone, you know. Yeah. Where like a record company, or if you're with a promotion company yourself, or whatever it is, yeah. We'd say the traditional record company, if they're giving you a lot of money to do what you're doing, yeah, you, you have to abide by their rules, you know. Yeah. Whereas you have your own rules, and nowadays, we see we work with GD Seventy Eight. They publish the tracks, like you know. All right. Yeah. And. They do a lot of promotion for us, but it's not your traditional record company where they have you by the balls. Yeah. It's like, it's a service that they're providing more than you're providing a service under their wing kind of thing, you know. Mm. So mm. everyone's working together that way mm-hmm. nowadays. They, or they have the opportunity to, to do that. Yeah. But then I suppose you d- the, the, more prom- the more you want to get out of it, the more you have to spend but the best thing I think about nowadays is you don't have to spend a huge amount of money to get some kind of a following. Yeah, I think you have to do uh, a lot more video stuff now rather than just sticking up photographs or posters Yeah. to do a little, maybe video diaries, that kind of thing. Or from my end, to do sketch, funny bits, funny things. Yeah, well, I, lo- I, I love that anyway. I, I mm. the, the little clips of videos, you know, in something interesting. Mm. But... Um, it's probably actually really good for your side of things, like comedy sketches. Uh, I think you can work. It's worked for a few acts, uh, like Fall Arms and Hug. They they started putting up a sketch a week, I think, and started selling out massive venues just purely from uh, from YouTube. Yeah. Uh, some stuff is. Would you have much interaction on your YouTube channel? Do you find that to be well. I, that, I I'm very. I'm not doing enough of it myself, but I, I I intend to do a lot more. Yeah, but uh, I the odd time if a gig wasn't selling, I'd put on. I'd do something on YouTube and uh, just get really angry and tell people to fucking buy tickets. 
And um, would you get nervous of that kind of thing? Would you f- would you find the humour it and and just work um, with that, or w- or would you be actually frustrated with people not going? If I'd be frustrated, but I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't seriously just be shouting at people. But there was one gig in Virginia in Cavan where I I was I got the call I was saying there's only thirteen tickets. All and I'm, I pulled the car over and I got on the phone and videoed myself going mental, <laughs> and it actually <laughs> sold lots of tickets. Right, good. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. Yeah. But uh, I think people thought it was funny because I was just losing the head off. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> that's it. You're, like, you're lying at work, you're just laying it all out there. Uh, like an improv even. Yeah, yeah. That is just, it could go anywhere. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean uh, uh, I, I was just improvising. Like I was just messing around. I think I, I wasn't seriously going. I was fake mad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But... It, it did worked. sell. It did sell tickets. Yeah, they were a tough audience, though. Really? <laughs> yeah. Virginia. Yeah, we see in the in the uh, uh, theater. If you into the dressing room in Virginia, there's a there's a picture of Jesus and Mary on the in the dressing room wall and everything. So, <laughs> and I don't think they've actually done a gig there, uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just got the impression that the place is a bit. It's a bit uh, conservative. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, would you hold it back or would you just summon the material? Well, the problem is when a gig is tough, you tend to go worse. I don't know whether it's nerves, but if you're having a hard gig, instead of you start cursing more, yeah, you you start cursing, I don't know, and 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 just getting more rude. So it works against you completely, yeah. So you're you're not you're you're not going right, this is my crowd now, I need to. To come at this this crowd here, you're yeah. just you're just going fuck this crowd. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. You start getting angry at them. <laughs> so uh, that was Virginia uh, in Cavan. I won't be back. Um, so what's the what's the second song you're going to sing? Oh, Blood from a Stone. It's from the first album. Yeah, yeah. It is. Um, that's another one that came up. I said to take my lives back together. That was the first thing that came in my mouth, and that's stayed. Right, there. yeah. So, no, a lot of the songs are like that. The first thing, and I'll actually try and accommodate that particular lyric and make the song around that. Right, yeah. And then it's a lot of it, I, I think it's a lot of songs should be left to whatever mm. listener is going to think they're themselves. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I have my own experiences, but they actually change with each listen. Do you know what I mean? Like, I might think it's about something one day, and the next thing... I'm thinking something else about it. Yeah. Whereas that one is it's blood from a stone is actually kind of about understanding your your subconscious, right? And even peeling back further even beyond that, and being aware of your completely aware of what of your headspace at that particular time. But then other elements came in, like social aspects came into it as well. Like you know, Mm. I grew a beard and killed some pot. Mm. Thought about my life a lot. Mm. But then it's just clever, lir- clever rhyming as well, mm. with clever, eloquent words, and then it can be a story. Do you know what I mean? But it's it's a lot of different things going on at the one time, yeah, yeah, in a song. So I don't think it's ever particularly about one thing, like you know. Um, but w- if you're singing a song, well, you're singing live. Do you get a certain mindset for each song? Do you have a certain? I can, I can actually, yeah, even though I'd say I look, I don't know what I look like when I'm playing, but I'd say I'd look frozen or something like that. I'm not, 
but I'm in a world of my own when I'm singing or playing. Yeah, yeah I'm in, I'm in a zone. Like you know, it's a playground. I can, yeah, I can be anyone really. Like you know, and I, I kind of take that on. Like I could sing a song with an Irish accent, but then I could sing another song with a different. It's not even an accent. It's a different kind of way of phrasing something, and you're because you're in a different headspace. Yeah, you're right about different songs can take on a different kind of delivery. Right, like okay. The way you're delivering it, like, you know. And would you ever write a song that's like a fictional story? A story that's... I think most of mine are fictional, yeah. Yeah? I think they are. I think a lot of them are... A lot of them are just kind of more like observations about the human psyche in the natural world. You know, and how we respond to nature around us, you know. Yeah. And I think it's kind of like, it's never really about one particular character into that. Yeah. Even though I have thought about that, and I'd actually, what I love about, we say, Percy French, who we're talking about. Yeah. He, he creates such a brilliant world, and he has people's names in it. Mm. And I love that way of writing, but I don't actually write like that myself. Mm. I kind of, there's no real, it's kind of vague in one way. But you can investigate it, and you'll find out that it's referring to like even just the way your, your body works biologically in this world is basically what it, the whole concept of all of it is. Yeah. But then there's all particular stories within that. Then. Yeah, I, I kind of like uh, stuff like. Uh, do you know the drive-by truckers? No, no, they're kind of a, a country-ish rock band, but they sing a lot of songs about events that would happen in a small town murders oh cool yeah. people uh, having affairs and yeah, you know yeah, that yeah, and yeah. I, I like that kind of small town kind of stories I love that too yeah. yeah I have a cousin now actually she's a playwright mm. and she's very good at that kind of thing now she's mm. excellent she's remember I was telling you about Jimmy DeMille's pub yeah, yeah. his daughter now excellent writer mm. but she does that kind of thing you know, the small town, even though if you met her, she's really a happy, nice, mm. beautiful person. Mm. But the stories can be dark yeah. with a re very, real executedly well humour in it also. Mm. With the, with the, those lads you're talking about, is there kind of a humour to what they're doing as well, is there? Or is it dark? Well, I think they're dark, actually, yeah. I think they're fairly dark. Yeah. There's like one song about a preacher guy who murders his wife and kids. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. And I think they're real stories. I think they're stories they come up in the paper and they've. Yeah, there's like you know, there's the violent femmes now. Yeah, yeah. They had yeah. a song about a family that couldn't afford to feed their, one of their children, so they brought it down to the woods and killed it. The child mm. was left to perish mm. in the woods. Like that's, you know, like I, like it's hard to know. Like I mean. Sometimes you don't want to hear those kind of stories, but I think mm. I think probably people should be talking about those kind of things because they really do happen. Like, yeah, um, well, murder, ba murder, ba well, Nick Cave had an album of murder ballads, um, but uh, it strikes me there used to be a lot of songs about murder, like uh, Delilah, Tom Jones sang, "My my my Delilah," and the last line I think is, "I felt the knife in my hand and she laughed no more." <laughs> <laughs> And uh, every, <laughs> and everyone would be singing along to her. My my my, my Delilah. <laughs> uh, you know, there's loads of them. Uh, there's another Dubliner song. 
Oh, yeah, there was no woman, and she lived in the woods, a wheeler, wheeler, wall. Yeah, do you know that song? Yeah, yeah. She had a little baby, three months old, a wheeler, but she took a knife in the baby's heart, a wheeler, yeah, wheeler. Another, wheeler. 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 another pipe there, please. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. Nothing like a murder song. <laughs> She's yeah, the Dubliners have some great stories. Yeah. Just great stories. I, I love them kind of stories. The yeah. the old um, Ireland stories. You know these characters mm. that are hanging around. I love them kind of things. But I, I do. I like. I appreciate the dark ones too. You know, I'm not mm. afraid to listen to them. Mm. Even though where, where I grew up would be, you know, a lovely positive attitude a lot of the time. Yeah. So I mean, it wouldn't have come into my world much, but. Like, like I was saying about Nirvana, I, I, it's very dark in comparison to the world I'm from, like you know. Mm. But I still, I still get my head into that space, and yeah. I, I kind of like, I like, I like it, you know, the aggression in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's talking about something that's obviously fucking wrecking his head, or yeah, you know, even though I'm not like that myself, but I, I, I like that music. Ah, yeah, know. yeah. Well, I don't find music like that depressing, you know. Like, no, yeah, you know. it's not depressing at all. It's actually, if you look at it a certain way, it's actually really fucking, it can be great for you. Like, it's yeah. like a scream therapy or something, you know. Absolutely, yeah. For yeah. The, the person who's doing it, like the, the singer. Singer, but also the listener, I think it's, it's, it's a good release. I mean, basically, if you, I mean, you're not saying, but if, if you're not feeling great, if you're feeling down and you hear someone else, is feeling there and you go wow at least it's not just me yeah exactly so yeah. so it's a and it's only got, it's, it's a, it is a therapy music can be a therapy in that way yeah you know you, know, you can you can get away from whatever shit is going on if there is shit going on in your life you know? yeah as you said Jesus, at least I'm not the only one that's fucking yeah your head is wrecked here yeah no I think it's brilliant right and there's different ways of course listening to music but there's personal way of just listening to it, but but then the gig, the group thing is great as well. You know, it's like yeah festival and everyone's in the same fucking fields. Just that's it, yeah. Sharing that sharing that fucking hour or whatever it is yeah. like with other people yeah. is excellent. Yeah, it's brilliant. Well, we were, we were about to talk about the song, <laughs> but uh, you're going to play this song for me now. And uh, listen, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot uh, for meeting up and uh, getting in contact with me. Jesus, Joe, thanks so, so much for inviting me along. And uh, I'll have to definitely get down to, to um, Jimmy the Mill. Is that what you said? Jimmy the Mill's pub, yeah. Mill's pub, yeah. You should do your... I just think you should. your podcast would go down, well. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to come down and chat. Even, yeah, I think you should do a show down. down I would definitely want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because uh, I'm doing a lot of gigs around the country in in, in small enough venues, so Thurless has to be done. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much, Joe. Okay. I drew some blood from a stone Thought I'd end up on my own some pie, thought about my life a lot, far away in my mind, layers of cells, they fold and they bind, chromosome, protein chain, so aware I'm going insane, thoughts and prospects away, my 
subconscious awakens, ever delicately shaping to expand, then shrink away. Let man reinvent the spoon Gather moss Roll a joint I changed my life But what's the point Running deep Deeper still All the brains that are yet to fill Many stones Left unturned Veins dry up Then the blood's returned Thoughts and prospects awake My subconscious awakens Ever delicately shaping to expand, then shrink away. What a beautiful voice he has, Owen, there from Seskin Lane, and a uh, great songwriter too. And he'll be in Whelan's in Dublin on June 16th, so make that a a date to go and see them. And I can't be there because I'll be in Hackett's in Skull, which is a brilliant little link into, into my gigs, isn't it? Uh, if you're interested in seeing me, I'll be... Uh, I'll be in Debarras in Clonakilty on the 8th of June, Cunningham's in Kildare on the main street of Kildare Town on the 9th of June, the Mariner in Bantry on the 15th, as I said, Hackett's and Skull on the 16th, 
And on the 17th of June, I'll be in the Central Arts Centre in Waterford. And then I'll be going next week after that, I'll be going heading off to Glastonbury. Well, I did the first uh, opening to this podcast up in um, the KD Clacken. And uh, I just want to uh, give you a little chat I have with Joan now, who uh, runs the KD Clacken with her husband, um, or partner, I should say, Mick. And... Just to explain what the Katie Clacken's all about. Here we go. Katie Clacken sort of, it just sort of just became, um, it just happened and uh, it started off just with a few traditional musicians from local and it's become a wee Kayleigh House stroke music venue. So we're getting lots of lovely, uh, talented people from all over Northern Ireland, South Ireland, England and further afield international musicians are coming here to play their music and share their skills and talent with us so um like it's it's a a little kind of a old house I suppose was it was it a house once yeah it was well we're not quite sure of the the history back then but in our time and we bit before our time it was basically a byre built of uh, stone and we now have put in a fireplace and um, we just host lots of music there now. And, and it's up behind your house where you live? behind our house. It's in our garden and we're sort of halfway up uh, the Kitty Mountain. Um, it's called Kitty Clacken because uh, the Kitty is the name of the mountain and Clacken, we were told by a good friend of ours, um, when he arrived, he, he's, he told us what it was. It's, and basically, I think it translates into a building made out of stone, clacking. How did word get round then that this is a venue and that's a not cool place to play? Um, it just just word of mouth, really. We got lots of just from our own local musicians. Uh, word spread, and we have friends in the who play music and uh, they've travelled a bit themselves, and so we sort of have maybe music from New Mexico, old style Cajun, Italy. Um, Italian traditional folk so we're getting a good range of everything up here um, but on a regular basis we have some lovely trad proper Kayleigh sessions yeah well it's brilliant it's brilliant and when I was up there with uh, Denny Bonet she was playing the uh, fiddle she was accompanied by a fella called Don Piper on guitar Don has his own um, band and his own music and uh, here's a, a listen to some of his music and a little chat with him
Hi, I'm with Don Piper here. Don, you've been touring around with with um, uh, Danny Bonnet for for how long? Uh, almost two weeks now. Yeah, and and uh, we just played our. Uh, uh, we were on tour with uh, Edward Rogers, who I play with as well, mm-hmm. and uh, we just played uh, our last gig with Ed last night at Whelan's in Dublin. So uh, now we're now we're on our own. Okay, you were telling me um, last week um, that you you hitchhiked around Ireland. A long time ago, for for quite a few months. Yeah, uh, twenty four years ago with my wife, and uh, we for two months we hitchhiked around Ireland and mm. and kind of ended up in this area as well. You know, we stayed in Dungiven, which is mm. just down the hill from here. So yeah, just near Limavady, we're at now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and uh, you. So you were in Northern Ireland during the Troubles. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We we you know went through some. Well, uh, we hitchhiked. For the most part, but when we were up here, we stayed in a youth hostel run by this East German woman, and she rented out little trabans. And oh, so, the car, yeah, the car, right? So we had our own car for about three days, and mm-hmm. and we did some driving around. Went to Belfast and the Giants Causeway, and and um, but during that, you know, especially in Belfast and Derry, we, you know, went through the checkpoints and mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and and actually, I hitchhiked around. Uh, uh, Derry one day and and uh, got got picked up by uh, uh, the British Army. They gave me they gave me a ride. I, well, I walked up to their checkpoint, mm. you know, and they're just kids, and uh, and they say they could give me a ride down the road when they because they were getting ready to move the checkpoint. Mm-hmm. They dropped me off in a, a in a kind of in a back of a neighborhood, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I hitchhiked uh, to Buncrana, which is where we were staying at the next night. Mm-hmm. And um, or that night, and when I got to the place, you know, uh, we we were staying in a guest house there, and I was telling them the story of like how I got picked up by the the army. They gave me the ride, and and the the owner of the guest house just lashed out at me because mm-hmm. he was like, you know, I was a complete idiot for doing that. I was like, oh, if somebody saw you getting out of that, you know, they, you know, shoot your kneecaps off, and you know, he was really angry with me, and uh, I was uh made a bad first impression that night <laughs> right yeah because uh, getting out of a a uh, what were in the british army would have kind of an armored vehicle yeah it was an uh, armored personnel carrier yeah right uh seen getting out of one of them would exactly woods. i didn't i didn't realize it at the time but you know after he gave me a good t- talking to uh yeah i was uh, i realized <laughs> right. But you know now it's a good story, so yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's, a, it's yeah. a good story. Um, so you're going to play tonight, but you have your own album. T- tell us this. Is, you just gave me a card with yeah, a download on a, it. What's oh, the album? It is, and uh, it's, uh, I have a band called a Don Piper Situation, and mm. and uh, this record in particular we recorded pretty much live. We did it, yeah. you know, with everybody playing and singing and horns and stuff. And so it was. I kind of been wanting to do that for uh, many years, and. I was working in a studio at the time that was big enough where we could kind of pull that off, and okay. so uh, it's it's really you know it's um, I'm really proud of it. It's real organic, and and, uh, and you can find that online. Yeah, you can find it on CD Baby and Bandcamp. Don Piper, a Don Piper situation. Brilliant.
that's it for this episode of Hotarooni. Thanks a lot for subscribing and listening. And uh, as I always say, but I, I must stress it, if you can give me a, a five-star rating on iTunes and a review, I really would appreciate it. You can also get me on Joe Rooney One and on Twitter and on Facebook and at my website, JoeRooneyComedian.com. That's where all my dates are. And the next Potter Rooney, I'll be talking to a few of the actors that I acted with in The Chastitude, which is now over. But uh, it was just an interesting experience. And some of the actors, uh, you will know them from Fair City and other things on the TV and film world. And that'll be my next one. So, yeah, thanks a lot. And uh, we'll talk to you the next time. See you now. Goodbye. Goodbye. I say goodbye.
At Bakers, we work with local farms right in our own backyard to bring you food that's fresher than fresh. From homegrown watermelon that makes your mouth water to crisp corn picked right around the corner. Come pick out some yourself because shopping for local produce should be as easy as shopping at your local Bakers. Bakers, fresh for everyone. You can save an extra $10 when you spend 40 or more on a great selection of participating items. Just look for the signs and save at Bakers.